Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of the IFF TV podcast. Today's guest is Bournemouth FC and Republic of Ireland goalkeeper Mark Travers. He talks about his journey from Confi FC, Lucan United, Cherry Orchard and Shamrock Rovers before making his breakthrough over in the UK with Bournemouth and impressing Eddie Howe and Mick McCarthy. Check out his story here and don't forget to like, subscribe and share. Here we go. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time out to join us. No worries, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Anyway, uh, I've been looking at some of the some of the videos so far from from the other boys as well. Some some really interesting stuff. So I'm I'm happy to be on with you. Top man, thanks very much. Um, how have you been coping in this isolation period? Yeah, you know it's it's been tough so far. Obviously, you know I've been away from football, uh, family and stuff, and you know not knowing when to when you're going to be back. But you know, luckily I have you know my girlfriend here. You know, keep me company. Um, doing a lot of exercise, trying to keep keep fit on that side, just keeping positive, really. Um, looking forward to hopefully getting back um, as soon as possible when everything's safe and, and ready to do so. So, all good. Yeah, and you mentioned off air there that uh, your girlfriend's been the one cutting your hair, so she's doing a good job. So, shout out to her for, for keeping you intact. I know, trying to keep my hair in, in half decent shape. <laughs> uh, it looks well, though. But uh, look, uh, as you mentioned there, uh, we had... Uh, you know, other players and, and teammates of yours on, on the show and we we're kind of talking about their career because everyone has their own different story and it's, it's always interesting to hear kind of the journey to where they are now. So if you wouldn't mind, do you want to talk me through your kind of earliest memories of football and kind of when you start getting the feel for it? Yeah, definitely. Um, probably as, as young as I can remember, I can always, you know, want to be a footballer or something to do with sports, you know. Probably earliest memory would be just just playing football on on the green like every young lad uh, back home in Ireland with my brother and my friends at the time. Um, you know, lucky I had my brother. There was always good competition between us. Um, you know, helped us push each other on on that side of things. You know, he was a, a few years older than me, which was always good. Um, but yeah, I think ever, ever since a young lad, I always loved playing football. Um, was a Chelsea fan when I was younger, so I always watched all the Chelsea games and stuff. Um, you know, Petr Cech was probably the keeper um, in the Premier League that I looked up to at the time. Uh, so, yeah, always always good memories looking back. And were you always uh, looking to be a goalkeeper? There was never any, uh, like, trying to uh, play outfield? I think I think every goalkeeper claims they, they had a spell outfield. So, I think I was about under 12s when I when I stopped playing outfield. Uh, played centre mid, up top or whatever. Um just always enjoyed it playing outfield. It's it's always good to have that, you know, as a young as a young lad because you always dream of scoring goals, don't you? But uh, I think it was always best for me to go to go and goal and never look back since I went in and, and I always enjoyed being a goalkeeper. And you mentioned there about you know your brother being older, so we always just thrown in with, with the with the older lads growing up before you obviously joined the football team, but just out with the lads in the field or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I think you know some of the some of the lads used to play football in the green were, were older as well, so that was always a, a good you know good competition. Obviously, my brother played at Comfy and Luke and United a few years above, so you know it was always good to go watch him as well and and you know try and train with them as well and and get different you know trying to train with the older lads and and try different things. Yeah, well, it'd be better for obviously playing with the older lads because they'd be better, and uh, I suppose it's yeah. toughen you up a, a little bit too. Definitely, yeah. That's always. You know, as a young lad, you try and you try and test yourselves, even though you're still young. But it's always good to 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 train with the with the other lads on the other occasion, and um, give you some motivation to try and you know go up to the age groups. 
Yeah, well, what was uh, what was the first club you joined? Was it Confi? When you yeah, first a, joined an actual yeah, team? Comf- yeah, Confi when I was when I was really young. Um, I think can't remember exact age what I started at. Um, I think I was quite late joining the team. I was probably probably nines or tens before I got into a team. Um, so I spent a year or two at Confi yeah, before I went to to Lucan United, where I spent probably most of my schoolboy football, um, all the way up to to under sixteens. Um, which was great at Luke and you know I had some play with some uh, some good players there as well. Uh Connor Marsons that keep your now as well. Um and he's doing great. Was so, he your teammate? Yeah, I played with Connor for probably five years I'd say. Um his dad was the manager as well. So I was I was always playing the year up with Luke United. So I think so I played under sixteens with Luke United and, and then dropped back down to Cherry Orchard and played the under sixteen, under sixteen season again with Cherry Orchard. Um, so I spent a year at Cherry Orchard under sixteen, which was great because we managed to win the All Ireland at the time, which was something I've always, you know, wanted to do and couldn't couldn't manage at Luke United. So that was always a great achievement uh, with Cherry Orchard. Um, so I was only a year at Cherry Orchard, really, before they introduced the the new under seventeen um, League of Ireland league. So joined Shamrock Rovers. Uh, for the under seventeen league, um, and I was lucky again to to win the first the All Ireland with Shamrock Rovers as well, which was which was great um, and a great step up. Trained a bit with the with the Shamrock Rovers uh, first team when I was there as well, so that was always a great experience uh, being at one of the best clubs in Ireland. Yeah, well, as you spoke there, kind of about coming up through the ranks, like I mean, Luke and United are a very good team. Cherry Archer, Cherry Orchard, sorry, are uh, you know renowned around the country. Yeah. For being a, a prestigious club in Ireland, and then obviously Shamrock Rovers. So when was it you kind of realised, you know, I, I am actually quite decent here. I could maybe make a career out of this. Um, you know, it was it was tough. There's, I, I think it was a period at Luke United when there's a when there's a few lads going on trials and stuff, um, doing well for themselves. So I probably never thought serious, and probably till, you know, I think it was probably Cherry Orchard the year. That was the year I started going on trials. Went to a few clubs when I was really young at Luke United, like 12, 13, but there was a few years where, where I wasn't going away. And it was probably Cher- the year at Cherry Orchard. I uh, got quite a few more trials over in England, um, which gave me just sort of that belief that, you know, I could try and get a contract over in England and and um, and have a go at it because there's a quite, there's a few other, other lads at, at different clubs in Dublin going signing for English clubs. So, that was also a good motivation to, to try and, you know, follow in their footsteps um, and come to England and, and give, uh, try and give it a go. But see, when, you were, when you're coming through the ranks there, you're obviously a very tall goalkeeper now. Um, were you always quite tall, even through your teenage years? Uh, I think so. I think I always had sort of, sort of that on my side. My, my dad was, was, was quite a tall guy. My brother was, was similar height to me all the way growing up. So I think... Obviously, I've I've took a stretch, I reckon, since I came over here as well. But I wasn't the biggest, but I always had. I was definitely above average anyway with my height growing up, uh, which always helps being a goalkeeper. Yeah, well, and you spoke there obviously about the, the clubs coming through and and the setup. At, I think at Chamac Rovers is uh, is excellent and mm. it's probably the best in Ireland, in my opinion. The the setup that they have there now with the academy and stuff like that. What was it like kind of going there? Because you, you mentioned obviously you were only introducing the under seventeens. Uh, League of Ireland when when you were coming through there, so you were kind of part of the, the start of that evolution, I suppose. Definitely, you know, I think 
something I'll always look back on and and always see as as a great great move. Um, you know, going to one of the biggest clubs clubs in Ireland was definitely a big motivation. Um, you know, as you say, one they have a great setup uh, there at Shamrock Rovers. Um, I think we played most of our games at Tallaght Stadium, to be honest. Um, and the final was there as well. So, you know, it was, it was definitely a great step step forwards in my in my career back home in Ireland. Um, after after leaving Cherry Orchard, and, you know, lucky I was able to go to to such a good club. Um, and, you know, helped me grow, uh, progress to try and you know get a move over to England. What was it like at Shamrock Rovers? You mentioned uh, you know, training with the first team. What was that, what was that like? Yeah, it was obviously really good because you know I think I was I must have been sixteen and playing with the under seventeen. So just to have that bit of you know you know men's experience training, seeing working with them, uh, you know, uh, was always was always a great experience and learning curve. And um, worked with Dermot O'Neill, who was the, the goalkeeping coach there at the time. Um, who was also my under sixteen Ireland Ireland coach as well. So that was always great to, to work with him, um, and you know get that experience training with uh, with uh, men as well. Yeah. So like from from that point, we did you know that you were ready to go to the UK then? And and how did the move to Bournemouth come about? Did you you were speaking there about you know getting recognition and stuff like that? Did you have trials at other clubs before Bournemouth, or was it just you know all right Bournemouth coming in for me? I'm going there. What what kind of way did it transport for yourself? Yeah, there was um there was a few offers and, and trials and stuff. Um I think just after my my uh my season with Cherry Orchard, uh, there was an option to go across to England, but I just thought maybe, you know, staying in Ireland for another season, uh doing their seventeen league was just, just uh, after starting. So I thought that was the next step um for me personally. Um obviously training with the Shamrock Rovers first team as well was great. So I think I'll always look back look back at that as a positive uh, decision that me and my family made to, to stay. Uh, staying at Shamrock Rovers was definitely the right decision for me uh, that me and my family decided to do. Uh, it was the right thing to do and give myself that extra year to you know gain experience and, and progress and make the move over to England. And what was it like then when you did move to, to England? You know, What was it like for your family and stuff like that? Were they supportive? Were they worried about you going over? Or did you feel ready? I def- yeah, I definitely felt ready. Um, you know, I was at Bournemouth. I went a few, came over a few times just to get the feel of it and stuff. And and straight away, you know, it was definitely the right decision. It's a it's a great club, family club. So, I think my family were always were always happy with me and supportive of uh, me going over because they knew uh, what a good club it was that I was coming to, and they knew that it was my dream to to know to play in England and try and make it. Um, so they were always supportive of, of what I wanted to do, which is always. A big help. Um, so yeah, I think coming to Bournemouth definitely definitely helped it. It's a it's a lovely part of England as well by the beach. So it always made it easier to settle in. Um, obviously, I'm gonna miss home and, and miss all family and friends. But you know, lucky you can they can come over uh, quite easily. My um, family and friends, which is always great when I can when uh, when I can see them. Yeah, well, you know what? At the moment, uh, or sorry, no, at that moment, uh, you were coming through. Was Gavin Kilkenny? Uh, coming through with you at the time, or were you over by yourself? Uh, is there many other Irish lads in the underage set up there, other than yourselves? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was actually. I went straight into the into the twenty ones when I came over. So Gavin came. I think it was the August or the September, and I came in the end of June. So Gab was Gab met up straight with the eighteen. So we trained in different areas. So we I didn't really meet Gab too much, just the odd the odd time. Uh, 
it was only when we really started when he was came up to twenty ones, you know, we, we became really good friends. Um, you know, Gav's a great guy. You know, lucky to have the Irish connection at Bournemouth. He was he was the only Irish guy there at the club as well. So, you know, lucky I spent spent the year in digs with Gavin uh, last year. Um, and you know we have a great relationship, and it's always good to have someone, someone from your area as well over here with you. Um, always good to have someone to, to talk to about home and, and stuff, and and keep in contact definitely. It also keeps your mute. I say it keeps your mute quite high because you just can relate to a lot more than say the other English lads at the club. Not that you wouldn't talk to them about stuff, but the fact yeah. that Gavin's obviously from similar area to as you said, yeah. um, he'd have similar kind of mannerisms like yourself. Yeah, you know. That's that's the main thing, you know. Living in digs, we we could relate to a lot of things, you know. Moving away from home at, at similar ages, um, you know, missing family at time as well, which, which is never easy. But um, I think that definitely helped us to to do well. You know, Gavin had a is having a great season this year, uh, pushing himself into the first team, which has been which has been great. And you know, luckily I was able to do it in the last season and play a few games as well this year. So. I think that relationship definitely helped us, um, you know, push each other on um, in a good way, definitely. Yeah, well, hopefully it's the start of something special there for yourselves at Bournemouth. But what's been your uh, your time at Bournemouth from getting from the 21s to the first team? What was that journey like for yourself? Yeah, I think when I first came over, just the, the realisation of there was quite a few young keepers there at the time. There was probably about four or five of us in the 21 set up. Um, and then about f- probably another four keepers in in the first team at the time, so I knew it was always going to be you know a tough a tough time to try and force my way into into the first team squad and be training there every day. So, but I think you know we're all in the same position, young goalkeepers. We did have great relationships, and I think that helped. But I think at the beginning it was just a realization of you know knowing obviously the standards. Um, I need to push myself a lot more. There's obviously a lot more competition. Um, so I think that was always a good thing. Um, but once I did find my feet, I felt, you know, I felt comfortable enough to, to try and push my, push my way up to the to the first team. And, you know, lucky enough, we have goalkeeping coaches at Bournemouth who, who love young goalkeepers, uh, Neil Moss and Anthony White, who, you know, sort of had a rotation where they would a few of us would train a few days a week and then others would we'd swap around between training 21s and first team so that was always great giving us a, a taste of of what it would be like to to train with the first team um and gave it a bit of motivation to to want to just stay there full time what has eddie Howe been like for yourself yeah obviously you know the manager has been been great to me uh i think now, the reason why I was such an attraction at Bournemouth is when I was starting, I think, obviously just turned 17 at the time, you know, he came in and, and said hello to my family and, you know, done the pictures when I was signing. So, you know, as a young guy coming over and, and getting that, you know, experience, you know, he didn't have to come in there. You know, I was going into the 21s. I wasn't a first team player at the time, but, you know, he took the time out to, to speak to my family and, and welcome me to the club. Um, and, you know, since then, then I was able to train more regularly with the first team. Um, you know, he's, he's a great manager. Uh, done great things for for the football club, um, and I'll always be grateful to him because you know he gave me the opportunity to make my to make my debut in the Premier League. Um, and, you know, he's a great manager, um, and I'm lucky to to work under him definitely. Yeah, he seems to like bringing true young players or signing uh, young players and developing them. Um, but you mentioned there, obviously, he gave you your Premier League debut, and you went on to become the. The 15th youngest Premier League uh, goalkeeper to appear in the Premier League. 
Um, so well done to you for that. But what was it like yes. the the build up to, to that week? Did you know in training that you were gonna be starting that weekend? Did you say anything? Did you have any hints, or was it a last minute? You're starting, and you had no time uh, to think about. It? I, I wouldn't say I had any hints or anything. I was I was sort of more hopeful. Maybe like oh, I might get like get on the bench uh, for the last game of the season, which which would be great because you know I travelled for the whole season, being third choice. So I think that would have been a great bonus if I even got on one bench at the end of the season. But to play the last two probably wasn't in my back of my mind. It was always obviously something that you want to you know impress every day and train and try and get that trust uh, with the manager that he would go with you. But it was only the Friday morning that he pulled me into his office the day before the game. He just wanted to tell me just so uh, he wanted to give me time to get my family over. Um, so lucky I was out to have my mum and dad over to watch the game, which which was you know a really nice gesture and. I know, very meaningful that I could have my family there as well on, on the occasion. Um, so, yeah, it was only the day before I really got got told that I was playing playing the next day. I think it was just more excitement, um, obviously a few nerves as well, but it was just, you know, all the build-up. And, you know, I was just thinking of the amount of people that would love to be in my position. So, try to do as best as I could and enjoy the occasion, really. And that was such a nice touch that you were actually able to get your family, bring them over, and they were able to witness that day. But you would, again, I, I know it is a debut, but that is something that together you'll always have that mem- memory now for forever. Like, so that's brilliant. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. I was able to, you know, spend the spend the evening with my mom and dad, which does help because it helps you take your mind off. But you know, if you're sitting in, in digs by yourself, it could have been a different different situation. But yeah, I was always grateful for that. Um, and it was a great thing to do. And, you know, I was able to spend spend the time after the game as well with my mum and dad, which is always, always a nice thing as well. Yeah, well, talk me through the game itself. I mean, it was a fantastic debut. You kept the clean sheet. You, you bet Spurs. Uh, but what was it like for yourself? You know, Spurs are a massive club. And you come up against them on your, your first game. I know you said you were nervous, but you must have been excited at the same time. Yeah, I was just, I was just buzzing just to, you know, got an opportunity to to play in the Premier League against, you know, a top class team like like Tottenham. So I think, you know, I would try and never let the occasion get to me, just treat it as a normal game of game of football. You know, it's easier said than done sometimes. But um I just wanted to enjoy every, every moment. Um I know it meant a lot to my family. So I just wanted to, you know, try and do the best for them as well and represent them in a good way. Um and obviously the people who who brought me up all, all the way back home in Ireland, and and obviously the coaches at Bournemouth as well, who've who progressed my game and, and got me to that position. So, I think I was just just trying to put in a good performance, get through the game. But I couldn't have, couldn't have dreamt of a better way to go really, uh, to get a clean sheet as well, which is a great day for me and my family, and something I'll always always look back on. I think so many people uh, back home as well were like celebrating as if <laughs> I don't know how uh, to put about like. I wouldn't say the World Cup, but they were celebrating the fact that we had another Irish uh, young goalkeeper coming through, making his Premier League debut, and obviously keep the clean sheet and doing well, which is what obviously all Irish fans want to see. So I think everyone was buzzing for you at the time. Yeah, I think that's what made it even better. You know, getting loads of texts from from family and friends back home, just seeing how how proud they were. Um, and obviously, it's not every day, you know, someone from Ireland, you know, makes a debut. At a young age as well, so that was always always great, and you know, always always proud to to be you know represent where I'm from, uh, and you know, thankful I was able to do that. Yeah, well, kind of off the back of that, then start getting a bit of international recognition. 
Uh, you went away with with Ireland um, the camp at the end of the season yeah. under Mick um, when he first it was kind of his first kind of summer. Well, I wouldn't say summer camp because I don't make it sound like a child. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean. He's went away for a couple of weeks uh, to kind of get because Mick didn't really have a lot of time to work with the squad before that in March. It was just pretty much, you know, uh, you're in for the games and you're out. And that was pretty much it. So you got a little bit of time to work with the team before you got injured. What was it like kind of getting in and being a monster lads? Because I'm sure you would have watched a lot of them on, on TV and stuff. I know you, you probably came up or you were in squads in, in and around the Premier League with them throughout the season. But to actually be there training with the lads, you know, this is actually the best of the Irish players that you can get Europe against. Yeah, I think... I was quite lucky, you know. I was I was able to get into you know all of all of Mick McCarthy's squad, which you know I'm, I'm very grateful for, and you know it probably came a lot sooner than I thought it would, uh, to be honest. Um, and as you said, it was just just surreal, you know, getting my first you know senior call up. Uh, it was a great honour, and you know you watch all these lads on TV supporting them as a fan, and um, all all my childhood growing up, and then you're showing in with them. It's just you know something that I'll always grateful even going forward to get into each squad will always be you know a massive honour to do and you know thankfully to be able to do at a young age and just gives you that motivation to try and you know get into every camp and, and every squad uh, in the future What was the call up like? Did you get the, 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 the usual someone rings up and you don't think it's them or did you oh, know, who, know who called you up? Uh, I think it was it was an email at the time but I think I got oh. it was the March one and I think they released the provisional squad um, and I said maybe you'll, you'll get into that so I was in the provisional squad in the March camp I think it was so I was obviously over the moon to, to even get the recognition to get into a provisional squad um, probably not thinking too much too much into it and then obviously uh, being told that I made it into the into the final squad was you know unbelievable uh, I think the first the first camp was me Randolph and Westwood so to be recognised and, and put in to you know, quality experienced keepers was, was unbelievable and it was an experience that I wanted to, you know, enjoy and learn as much as I could. Um and it was, you know, definitely, definitely a great time. What was it like when you met up with them for the first time and uh, you know when you're walking into the room, did you have to do an in- initiation actually? <laughs> well, yeah, it was a bit it wasn't too bad, you know, thankfully the lads were, were very welcome and, you know, you know, a great bunch of lads. So I never felt uh, you know, nervous or anything going in because you know I, I was well looked after by by all the all the lads and all the staff as well but definitely don't look back at my initiation in a good way <laughs> I was I was terrible I think most of the lads would admit that as well uh, I think I sang Backstreet Boys but I think that was one of the most nervous nervous moments of my life so far having to stand up in front of the lads and, <laughs> and sing a song definitely. Did any of them join in? I don't think my singing was good enough to for them to join in. Uh, I just wanted to get down as quick as possible. So, you know, it wasn't what was wasn't the best moments. Uh, you know, singing in front of into about forty lads. Um, and thankfully, I don't have to do any again for for the senior team. Yeah. So well, we we won't talk anymore about the initiation. But what what's um what was it like training with like Darren? Uh, um, you know, he seems to really like himself and Kieran. And I I've been at training. And I always use her kind of kept aside I, I, at the start anyway. I don't know what it's like after you, the 15 minutes and the media mm-hmm. thrown out. So um, I don't know what goes on there. But you seem to have a really good relationship uh, yourself, Alan, Kieran, uh, Darren, all together. Like it seems to be a good little bunch. 
definitely now we've you know we've worked the last few camps together and it's and it's been great um yeah as you say we have we have our little i say about half an hour or 40 minutes or however long we get uh when the lads are warming up uh together uh normally start with a with a game of head tennis uh or something normally me and me and Kieran against Kells and and uh and Daz. so you know a bit, bit of a banter to start the morning i think the last camp that we're getting a bit of stick me and Kieran. Uh, the young lads, because uh, Darren and Kells are beating us quite convincingly. So hopefully we have a chance to redeem ourselves in, in the next camp anyway. But but yeah, we have we have great relationships. Uh, you know, since since my first camp, you know, you know Darren he welcomed me in so well, and you know you know treated me treated me uh, very well and gave me loads of tips and you know tried to give his experience to me, which I'm always grateful for. He made uh, training a lot easier. Uh, took the pressure off me and and you know working with Kieran as well who's who's a great lad as well we got on really well so just having that you know uh good banter uh and also good uh good work work right between us as well always always helps and working with Kells as well uh the last the last season or so you know he's been great as well he's he's a great coach um and luckily he's he's um he's in the next uh, uh staff so I'm looking forward to hopefully working with him again um, and, and the lads as well. Yeah, well, he's coaching at Everton as well, so he, he seems to be quite popular wherever he goes. You know, definitely, definitely. I think Kells is a he's a great character um, and a great coach. So every time we go into the camp, we always look forward to to working with Kells. Um, and you know, I always enjoy my time working with him. Um, always makes it enjoyable and puts on really good sessions. So um, always look forward to joining up with him and, and working with him as well. What was it like when you got? The the nod for the Bulgaria game. Did you know? I think Mick had said that a few players were starting in the press conference. conference but did you know before that? Um, I think it was the, it was the day before I got told that you know I would be starting, which you know I was a bit surprised. I think earlier in the week he was saying they might play. Um, obviously a few young lads or, or give some debuts, but I never read too much into. It. I just tried to you know train as best as possible. Um. I know even if I thought even if I got ten or fifteen minutes at the end just just to make that debut would, would be unbelievable. Um but to actually get the nod to, to say you're starting was you know was unbelievable. I was able to get my family family down. There's there's quite a few of them there as well to, to see the special occasion, which was always great. Um and it was nice, it was a nice occasion, you know, making my debut for my country at twenty is probably a lot quicker than than I expected it to be, to be honest. But um no, I was always always grateful to Obviously, Mick McCarthy, who, who trusted me and, and put me in and gave my debut, um, which was always a great honour uh, and, you know, great for me and my family. I think, you know, Mick, I think he deserves, sorry, I think he deserves a, a bit more applause than he get. He brought you a lot of people, gave a lot of younger lads their debuts. You mean, you look at Darren Randolph's, um, well, I suppose that was his his actual competitive debuts against Germany. It was quite late on, but you, you seem to be, from if you're judging it by, the way Mick had it, you would have been second in command there. I know you're between yourselves and Kieran, it's quite close, but uh, it must have been nice that someone who has the pedigree of Mick as a manager thought so highly of both of you. That's the thing, you know. I think uh, me Kieran came up me halfway, so both of us were able to make our debut on that night, which which was great. Um, yeah, as you say, you know, he's done he's done great with us the last year, Mick McCarthy. So. I'll always be grateful to to him for for giving me the opportunity to. To not only make my debut, to make a, a home in the Aviva Stadium was great, and you know we gave 
quite a few lads their their debuts as well, um, which is great. You know, as you said, he's done he's done great work for work for the for the senior team the last year, um, and he's done a great job definitely. It was great to see that picture of uh, I think it was yourself, James Collins, Josh Cullen, Jack Byrne. Am I missing anyone? I Kieran. Yeah. It was a great picture of his after after the game. You know that she's all major debut that night, and obviously getting the win. Um, and just just getting a win in front of the home crowd must have been great because it was great for the fans just to see a win because we had the year previous under Martin O'Neill I don't think there was as much of a buzz going around even for friendlies or anything like that because we just weren't scoring goals or anything like that but when the new debuts and there was kind of young blood brought in there was a bit more excitement to the game I think I think it showed that night Yeah definitely that was that was obviously a great moment uh, I think it was in the tunnel after the game where, where the five of us were able to get our, our picture taken together of the the lads who made the debut. So I think the win and, and scoring three goals definitely gave us a, a good confidence boost. And obviously it was good for, for everyone in the stadium and people watched on TV. That, that was a, definitely a good boost. Um, and it made the you know, debut a lot more enjoyable and made it you know, into, a, into a special night. Um, and you know, thankfully those, those other people who made the debut along with me, which was which is even better and able to, you know, enjoy the night. Um, definitely. What was uh, what was the feeling amongst your family after the game when you caught back up with them? Yeah, I think they were just uh, probably a bit exhausted in a way because when you tell them you're you're starting there's there's obviously gonna be a few nerves with, with the family uh, and friends, but I think they were just delighted we were able to able to win and they're so happy and, and proud to be able to watch it as well um, and see see me make my debut. Um, and it was always it was always great to have it in your view and, and have them uh, alongside me. Yeah, I suppose there's there's still a lot to look forward to next season. Obviously, with because of the stuff that's going on in the world right now, stuff's been pushed back. But there's playoffs there, and there's Euros next summer to to look forward to. Hopefully, uh, in Dublin, uh, how much would you love to play in Dublin for a, a European Championship? Yeah, obviously you, it would be unbelievable. Um, you know, this got the the playoffs coming up. Um, which we know will be will be will be two tough games. Uh, hopefully we can we can get through them and and you know be a massive massive buzz for everyone uh, in Ireland and everyone at home that if we could qualify, give them something to look forward to um, after coming out of this you know tough tough time. Um, so I think all the lads are, are really motivated to to try and qualify um, for the European finals uh, next summer. Um, I think hopefully everyone come back. After this sort of time out and come come all guns blazed and, and try and qualify uh, for the Euros uh, next summer. Yeah, well, just from your own point of view, you must be really excited. Like uh, I know Mick's done great things for you, and I'm sure you're thankful for, for him. But we've got a new manager coming in, and there's a great crop of players that you've played with through the ranks coming up with Ireland. But you must be excited for the future of Irish football, and fingers crossed, you'll be part of that. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's you know it's an exciting time for for Irish football. Um, obviously, as you say, the young lads as well. Twenty uh, ones doing really well, um, and obviously Stephen Kenny coming in as well. Who you know, hopefully, I'll, I'll get a chance to to work with. Um, you know, I've heard great things from all the lads in the twenty ones saying you know what a, what a really good manager he is. Um, so it'd be it'd be great to have him in. Um, and you know, it's really exciting times for for Irish football. Um, and uh, see how it goes, you know. Obviously, trying, I'm not too sure if the, the Nations League will, will become uh, before the qualifiers, but you know, there'll be loads of games coming up, and you know, hopefully, we can, you know, 
you know, kick straight off, uh, get on a good run of games and, and make it into a great year um, next season and, and try and, you know, eventually get there to the Euros next summer. Yeah, well, I was just going to say to you, just in regards, like, I know we mentioned the younger lads there, but even, like, the goalkeepers coming through, you got yourself, Kieran, uh, Quivine, uh, Gavin. That must be extra motivation for yourselves yeah, all to be pushing each other just to get that number one spot. And Darren's still there. Darren's not going away anytime soon either. Definitely, you know, Darren's been, been unbelievable the, the past number of years. You know, he's been so consistent and such a such a key key member in the team. Um and uh, you know he's he's a great goalkeeper and you know as you say there's there's a few a few younger lads coming in uh, the names you mentioned but I think it's great for all of us uh, it gives us that extra push to everyone you know you would stay on your toes anyway not saying that but just give you that extra motivation to yeah you know you know keep on your toes and, and keep getting into the into the squads because you know if you, if you do slip up if you're not performing to the level you know there's someone there's someone right there to, to come in and, and take your spot so I think it's always good to have that you know you know good talent coming up and, and young Irish keepers so it's always a great motivation and, and uh, always good to good to have well Mark um, exciting times ahead for both uh, yourself and Ireland and Irish football of course so uh, huge thanks for taking the time out your day for coming on hopefully get the back to see you playing football soon thanks again for coming on Cheers. Thanks very much, Paul. Pleasure. No, well, for anyone who's listening to this, make sure you go or you're watching, go and follow uh, Mark Travers1 on Instagram and at MarkTravers40 on Twitter. And make sure to give him a follow. And uh, let us know what your thoughts on this podcast in the comments. Uh, huge thanks again to Mark for coming on. Cheers. Thank you.